Welcome to the Weekly Standard Podcast. I'm your host, Michael Graham. This week's podcast is brought to you by Audible.com. Sign up today and get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice. With us today is Fred Barnes of the Weekly Standard. And Fred, I got to tell you, it's been a fascinating uh, week or two watching President Obama uh, even the people who like him have to admit that they're trying to figure out what his leadership style is these days. Well, uh, I think they will agree that it's certainly weak uh, uh, in one way or another. And, 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 you know, Michael, there's a thread between the president's uh, bluffing when he declared a red line uh, in Syria if the Syrian government used chemical weapons uh, against the rebels there, and it clearly has now the British, the French, the Israelis, and others have uh, have said so, I think, pretty definitively. And there's a link between that and this question of layoffs by the Federal Aviation Administration, you know, which delayed all those flights last week. And it was the Senate, democratically controlled, and the House, republicanly controlled, who had to pass a bill quickly overturning that and making the FAA uh, do what it should have in the first place, and that is make the cuts elsewhere uh, due to the sequester at, at, at FAA and not in the place that would hurt the most, create the most danger and, and suffering for the public. And here's the threat. It's the complete lack of leadership by Barack Obama. And I think of what could be worse than to have a president actually say, there is a red line. Now, I haven't done anything. We haven't ordered a no-fly zone. We haven't, we've been, we haven't really intervened right. in Syria, despite uh, tens of thousands of people being killed. But if that red line is crossed, uh, 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 the president was saying, we're going to swing into action. So the red line has been crossed. Uh, chemical weapons, according to the British, the French, the Israelis, and the others who are actually involved in Syria, it's been crossed. And, what's the president, and what does the president do? Well, we're going to have to have the United Nations look into this. Now imagine, Michael, what the, uh, uh, the Iranians think, you know, where the president has been called on his bluff and it turned out to be a bluff. Uh, when you get to the FAA, the president could have easily solved the problem there on his own. He could have, uh, he could have said, hey, uh, uh, the head of the FAA, you do something different. You know, the, uh, get the pencil pushers in headquarters and have them furloughed, uh, and not the people in the, and the historians you have there and so on, and not the air traffic controllers. But he didn't do that. And the president, of course, had earlier said, turn down Republican offers, uh, to be able to make uh, sensible cuts and not just blindly across the board. I think he didn't one do the... that. Again, this had to be imposed on him by, by Congress. I mean, the, uh, the lack of leadership, the president only sh uh, seems to show leadership when he's uh, at the White House Correspondents' Dinner uh, telling <laughs> jokes about, about not wanting to sit down with uh, Mitch McConnell. You know, there was a fascinating moment during the uh, lead-up to the sequester where the House was going to pass a bill giving the president the authority to prioritize the cuts inside the agencies. And the spokesperson for the president came out and threatened, if you give us the power, we will veto having the power. I mean, can you imagine LBJ or George W. Bush saying, no, I don't want the power? It's, uh, it's crazy, and, and, but uh, you started this issue by mentioning that even supporters of President Obama realize that there's something wrong here, that he is uh, refusing to lead, uh, and maybe it's staying up too late at those uh, uh, parties at the White House when <laughs> Hollywood stars and, and Beyonce and those people right. come. I, I, I mean, that's a little silly to say that, but, 
but in any case, the lack of leadership. Uh, leadership is the one thing that the American people vote for and, and in, in the president and then look for uh, once he's elected. And they're just not seeing it. You know, there's it's a, not there. Uh, there's the kind of, pl- in sport, the sports analogy is that there's the kind of player in a football game who wants the ball when the yeah. game is on the line, and there's the kind of player who doesn't. And President, yeah, President Obama, Trump, it seems, I, I've never seen somebody, you know, the, the fear of the, on the right has always been an overreaching government that sucks up power. And yet mm-hmm. here's a president who's looking for every opportunity not to exude his power unless it comes to something petty and local for a short-term political game. Now, he doesn't mind others, particularly at EPA, the Environmental Protection Agency, exceeding their power. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, but he doesn't personally want to do it himself. Well, we elect a president to personally uh, exert uh, power uh, and leadership himself. And that's what we vote for in a president. And when a president doesn't do that, it's, uh, it's palpable. We can all see it. I thought it was fascinating. Uh, you wrote a piece uh, comparing President Obama and President Bush for the uh, last, most recent issue of the Weekly Standard, and you pointed out that Bush's poll numbers have caught up or in the ballpark of President Obama. I don't, I don't think the average person who wa- gets their news from late-night television would have any idea that that's true. No, and, uh, and President Bush's uh, uh, approval number is, is rising, and the president's has sort of uh, uh, settled in its uh, default area in the high 40s. Uh, which isn't disastrous, but certainly isn't very good. It's not a, uh, a, a real affirmation of his presidency. It, it's certainly not that. It turns out the president, uh, from tying, uh, in tying this all together, does one thing really well, and that is campaign for office against an opponent that, uh, uh, that he can criticize heartily. And he's great. I mean, his campaign, uh, Michael, I've just never... I thought the, uh, the 2008 Obama campaign was the best presidential campaign I'd ever seen. It wasn't. It was the 2012 right. Obama presidential campaign. It was great, but that's all he does. That's all he does well. And now we have the issues like Syria sitting there where you have uh, Israel with a, uh, a, a nation on its border that's used chemical weapons against its own people. They have the Iranians who are continuing to move forward with their uh, weapons program. You have the North Koreans who are essentially mocking the world. I mean, who, who should Americans look to for leadership to put a team together to confront these dangers? Well, we only have one president, and, uh, and certainly uh, uh, President Bush would have uh, been doing something different, and, and I think President Clinton would have, too. Remember, uh, Bill Clinton, as president, did not want to get involved in the Balkans, uh, right. but finally it got so bad there, and there were uh, uh, clearly uh, um, there was ethnic cleansing going on, and, and, uh, and uh, people in NATO, particularly... Uh, 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 the British Prime Minister uh, wanted him to get in there, Tony Blair, and, mm-hmm. and President Clinton finally did. And it worked. It was successful. I mean, nothing good happens in a, in a situation like that unless America's involved in a leadership role. Uh, and I think John McCain and others have been right in saying, at the very least, uh, the president could save lives, not putting troops on the ground, but by having a no-fly zone in Syria. Uh, and, and you hear, and indeed... His CIA director, his uh, 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 defense and uh, and state secretaries wanted him to do that, and the president said no. He wouldn't lead. Fred Barnes, The Weekly Standard, thanks so much for joining us for this podcast. You can check theweeklystandard.com regularly for podcast updates. This podcast is brought to you by audible.com. Sign up today and get a 30-day free trial and a free audiobook of your choice. I'm your host, Michael Graham.